Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni. Joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, how are you doing today? Doing well. <clears throat> doing well. Gearing up. I doesn't sound I'm like it. I don't know. I have already done radio this morning, so yeah, I need to clear oh. my throat again. I am ready. Week five here, sitting at three and one. LSU Tigers. Uh, Maddie B, as we predict this one, uh, we were asked earlier in the week, or I was, who this game means more to. The answer is got to be Ole Miss. Uh, if you, in a wide open SEC West, drop to two SEC losses, that puts you in a hole. If LSU can win this game, they'll be three and zero in SEC play. Everybody else has a loss already entering the week. So, talking about in the West, that will be uh, one thing to keep an eye on. If LSU wins this game, it puts them in even more in the driver's seat than before. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss obviously would also have the uh, tiebreaker loss to Alabama sure. and LSU at this point. So you're you're basically out of it. Um, and then it really comes down to LSU and Alabama in the West. So if if LSU is to win this game, that puts them in great position. Uh, I've also heard people talk about the back-to-back road games. And obviously this isn't a preview about Missouri, but this is a game, two games against Ole Miss and Missouri who – in my opinion, are two top 40 teams in the country, let's say. I mean, two road games in environments like that against teams of this caliber. Even if LSU is going to be favored in both games, as we see against Ole Miss, it's what, two and a half right now? I haven't even uh, done a deep dive in the spread. but yeah, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. And then Missouri, they'll probably be something like, you know, if they win, they'll probably be five, six point favorites Some going in that. Like, that's two tough games where you're less than a touchdown favorite. So 
it's not going to be easy. And on the schedule going into the year, you know, nobody expected it to be easy because you have five of your last six games at home. And so it's really the first half of the schedule where you're like, all right, we have to uh, get through these road games. And Florida State was rough because I consider that a road game. But, you know, you beat Mississippi State and now you have these back-to-back games here that largely will help, you know, decide the season. So that's, I think, everything from an outsider perspective of this game. That's not the actual game. But we talked to Brian Kelly on Thursday, and he had a few interesting quotes in the press conference, I thought. Um, But we can start with the injury update. Omar Spates is looking more and more like he's going to play, but he's not full go. But he's 100%, Brian Kelly said. So it's it's weird to parse that out because he wanted to make sure everybody understood he's 100%, but... At the same time, he's not ready for a full workload of, you know, 60 snaps. So that's not anything unique, but it's it's still noteworthy. No, and I don't think he needs 60 snaps anyways, because that means Whit Weeks is getting fewer snaps the more that Omar Spates gets. So I'm riding the Whit Weeks Greg Penn train right now. I'd like to see Spates healthy and rotating in, but I want to see Weeks start the game. Did you see the uh, clip I posted of Billy and uh, Charles? In yes. from January, those look, Charles and you were too. I got to give obviously you credit too, but um, all of y'all were just on it even before January. But uh, once January hit, and it was like, all right, we see him at All American stuff, we see like this is clearly a top whatever 100 player in the country, and you see it right now as a true freshman. The way he flies around, he's in good position. Uh, he is your leader in the clubhouse of 24 signees, scholarship signees, true freshman. He has started twice and played the most snaps. So kudos to Whit Weeks. Let's see if we don't see more of it this week. Yeah. Um, all right. We can start looking at this game in a little bit more detail. Um, we'll have our predictions out and we'll do our predictions at the end of this podcast. But I have the prediction piece ready to go, Shay. So once we're off here, I can publish that and we'll be um, set. But as far as the... I guess granular stuff goes, stuff on both sides of the ball. I did a keys to the game. I did an Ole Miss preview early in the week. And when looking at Ole Miss's offense, because I think that's a, the best place to start when, with a Lane Kiffin team, the thing that jumps out to you immediately is this team is not as effective running the ball as it was last year. And it's really staggering because they have Quinshawn Judkins, you have Jackson Dart, um, obviously, they lose Zach Evans, who was drafted in the, the fourth round, I believe. Uh, but he was still, you know, behind Judkins last year. So you don't expect the running game to have a, a drop off like that. Um, it's dropped from 5.4 yards per carry last year to 4.38. So that's a full yard less, 77th in the country. And if you take away the Mercer game, Quinshawn Judkins this year has rushed uh, 13 for 56 against Tulane. 18 for 48 against Alabama and 13 for 37 against Georgia Tech. Like it is just a staggering drop off in the run game, especially with Quinshot Judkins. So um, I think that's probably the main difference between last year's Ole Miss team and this year's Ole Miss team is they can't block as well for the run and they're not getting those consistent um, yards in the run game. I think for me, the best way to sum that up for fans who have not watched much of Ole Miss would be the rushing stats across uh, the country or the SEC. 
They've already played Jacobius Marks at Mississippi State, held him in check. He's the number two running back in the SEC. Logan Diggs <clears throat> at LSU is third right now uh, in terms of yards per game, sitting around 85. But my point being, Jackson Dart, their quarterback, has outrushed Quinshawn Judkins to this point, 219 yards to 211. So some of that's designed. Some of it, as you noted, their offensive line breaks down. He scrambles. Um, but LSU fans are familiar with Jackson Dart from a year ago when they played this game. Um, in that game, uh, Dart was 19 for 34 for 283 and one uh, in terms of running the football. Um, he was held in check, 10 carries, seven yards. So that's something <clears throat> I think is big, something I'll talk about here in a little bit when we do our uh, MVP predictions. But um, just a note that as to follow up what you said about Quinshawn Jud Judkins, who took the conference by storm as a true freshman a year ago, slow start there so much so that his quarterback is out rushing. Yeah, I asked Brian Kelly what the biggest difference was from last year to this year because it is the same quarterback and it is the same running back. Um, obviously, they brought in transfers at receiver. And, you know, they returned some as well. Uh, offensive line-wise, they they lost um, they lost a couple, I think. But the, the main difference is, he said, was Jackson Dart's running. And I, I thought last year he ran a good amount, but you're right. It is this year it has taken a step forward, and I think that's out of necessity. You see the quarterback draws, you see the the, re, the options, you see the RPOs that he has. Uh, Jackson Dart's legs this year are perhaps even more important than um, anything else on this offense. So that's going to be a really interesting wrinkle to see how Lane Kiffin does that. But And then at, at the receiver position, they did get Zachary Franklin back last week, um, transfer from UTSA, who I watched a lot of last year, um, just light up conference. You say a really, really awesome, good receiver. And without him, they were, they were um, down to basically two players under six feet that were quick. You know, they were able to um, do a lot of stuff in the short yardage situation, but with Franklin back, I think that gives them an over the top threat and that should open up the pass game a little bit more for them. Still, this is a team that needs to be able to run the ball in order to set up the pass in a lot of ways. Um, I say that, but they are first in the country in yards per catch and yards per completion. Um, and as a result, I think a lot of us go into this game wondering, all right, can LSU secondary not bust, you know, not give up the one-on-ones, not get called for pass interference? Like that's probably what we're all most hesitant about right now. I look at this one and give you the SEC breakdown. LSU tops in the SEC on offense, 530 yards a game. Ole Miss even playing Bama, uh, sitting third at 470 yards a game. Um, Georgia sandwiched in between those two teams. So you're facing an offense that can put up points, that can put up yards. We know what Lane Kiffin likes to do. He'll move fast, all of these different things. But there is no doubt to me, Maddie B, that Lane Kiffin knows LSU's biggest weakness is DB. He's going to attack it. They have Trey Harris, a Louisiana guy on their roster at receiver, uh, who is one of the better players in the SEC right now. He's put up some early numbers. I, I know it's so easy to say, oh, this is going to be a shootout. I just think it will be because, yeah. one, LSU's offense puts up points. Two, so does Ole Miss. And Ole Miss wants to throw the ball right now on a team like LSU, who – does not have the defense Alabama has to this point, certainly not in the defensive backfield. Yeah, it's, you know, like you said, it's everybody thinks it's going to be a high school game and Vegas agrees. And 
I'm over here like I I could see it hitting the over pretty comfortably at whatever it is, 67. Like I'm I'm going into this game and we'll talk about LSU's offense in a second, but I just think the X factor for Ole Miss is Lane Kiffin. And you know, whether people love him, hate him, whatever it is, I think he's knows the importance of this game. This basically decides if you have a chance at the, the SC West the rest of the, the year, like we talked about. And he's not gonna hold back. Uh, in this in this spot, not saying he was holding anything back for Alabama, but this is really at home against LSU with a lot on the line. This is where you pull everything out of your bag if you're Lane Kiffin, and he understands what LSU's weakness is, and he's going to attack it, I think, relentlessly. I think one interesting thing to watch, Matty B, storyline wise, is that Lane Kiffin is very well known for going for it on fourth down, really at any point in the field. Half the time, his what his chart says doesn't even make sense. It's just, I'm going for it on my own 30 sometimes. Yeah. Brian Kelly has sneakily been a, I'm going for it a good bit too. A lot of, I think what Brian Kelly did, especially Florida State, let's say, was knowing Florida State's going to put up points. We need points. This is a game where I think Brian Kelly knows Ole Miss can put up points. That's one thing I'm, fourth downs is something I'm looking at. Like everyone wants to talk third down being an a metric. A lot of people, who are deep into analytics, say first down is your biggest metric to determining yeah. success in a football game. I think when we look at the little nuances of things that could swing this game, fourth down for these two teams and what they decide to do in those spots will be big. And uh, last thing on, on this Ole Miss offense, the third down success is another big difference from last year to this year. This year's third down rate is really, really poor. Um, I believe they're 108th in the country uh, on at 35.4% on third downs. And if you take out the Mercer game where they were eight of 11, it's even worse. They went three of yeah. 14 on third downs against Alabama. Just really without the run game of Quinshawn Judkins, you see them really not know what to do at times on third downs. But like you said, I expect them to go for it on fourth downs a lot. So that gives them two plays to get like whatever it is, third down, third and three, third and four, third and five. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Defensively, um, we've talked ad nauseum about LSU's defense. We know what they are at this point. The front seven's good. Uh, and even when we talk um, about Ole Miss's offense, the key will be the front seven getting pressure onto Jackson Dart, slowing down Judkins, making it easier on these DBs to where he doesn't have all time all day to sit back there, scramble around, and then find an open guy in a busted coverage or whatever it might be that we saw happen a good bit a week ago at Arkansas. Ole Miss's depth of target, <clears throat> too, is I think they pick up – they're the only one ahead of LSU. Uh, at least they were going into last week. Um, I don't have the <clears throat> stats right in front of me, but – And they hit a few – they hit a few meet, uh, big plays <clears throat> against Alabama that yeah, were they, schemed up. They average more than 10 yards a catch, and so does LSU. Yeah. And I think they're the only two in the SEC that do that. So you don't want to give dart time um, because guys will just find their way open and he'll strike. So – yeah. Just real quickly before we move on to defense, I did want to note that defensively for LSU, that front seven is so key in this one. That it's literally 
I've, I've compared it a lot to the Arkansas game because I went into the Arkansas game saying, all right, you have to, you know, get to KJ Jefferson. You have to bother them. You can't let them run the ball. And it all starts up front. And, you know, what ended up happening, they they didn't really get to KJ that well or they couldn't get him down. And so as a result, the RPOs flew, the, 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 the explosive plays started going. And that's just kind of what I'm worried about with this Ole Miss team is if the defensive line doesn't dominate, which it should, this, often, this Ole Miss offensive line is worse than Arkansas's. And I went into the Arkansas game not very high on the Arkansas's. And so I think – this is a big game for Mikhail Wingo, for Sa- for Braden Swinton, Savion Jones, all, all the guys, Mason Smith, Jordan Jefferson, all of them. If they don't dominate, and I'll say the word dominate, you know, not just lightly, they need to win convincingly up front. I have concern because that's when Lane Kiffin can get into his bag of tricks and, you know, create busts in the secondary, can create open receivers. And that's then you're in a shootout where I don't know you're on the road you're playing with fire and you know, that's, that's not good. It w- it's also a big deal for Matt house. Matt house has to have this, this defense very, very sharp. And to this point in the year, we've seen it for about one game and that was Mississippi state. So I'm i uh, I'm very interested to see how, how this plays out. Um, kind of, as we wrap up here on the defensive side, I'll, I'll give you the stat. You tell me if the stat matches reality uh, in the sec, 14 teams, Ole Miss and LSU ranked 10 and 11. They've both given up 500 yards, a little 500 and change in the, on the ground. 905 passing yards given up for Ole Miss, 912 for LSU. Their total yardage given up both in the 1400s, separated by about 30 yards, give or take. Are these both bad defenses? Are these both mediocre defenses? How do you view it in the light of not expectations, but just how they've played? It's a good question. Um... I think LSU LSU defense is better, in my opinion. LSU has gone against Jordan Travis and Florida State. LSU has gone against Arkansas. Um, two quarterbacks that I think are better than anything Ole Miss has played. If we remember, Ole Miss has played, other than Mercer, they played Tulane without Michael Pratt. They played Georgia Tech, who is not a great team. And then they played Alabama with Jalen Miller, who we know that offense is very uh, shaky. Um but I think Miller is a fine quarterback, but he's not on the level of KJ Jefferson and Jordan, or Jordan Travis. So <clears throat> I think LSU's defense has played tougher competition. Um, so I take those stats kind of, like you said, with, with a grain of salt. But ultimately, it's not looking good for, you know, stops in this game, I think. With uh, Connor Regman uh, out for the season as AM starting quarterback, Max Johnson, former LSU quarterback, will step in. No, this is not a knock on Mac. This is Max. I'm just saying – I think Jackson Dart might be the best quarterback they play the rest of the way. Yeah. Yes. Missouri, heck no. Auburn, no way. Alabama, yeah. um, you know, Jalen Miller, I don't think so. And you're not picking Florida's quarterback. You're not picking no. Yeah, you're right. Army. It's so, either I mean, them. Be maybe their biggest test is DBs against a kid who's a big kid that runs for a lot of yards too. You gotta tackle well. Yeah, it's either Dart or or Milro um, at this point. Yeah, you think about because even Will Rogers, you know, I would have above basically everybody else on the schedule, even though they they haven't used him great uh, this year. Okay, let's flip it. Let's flip it. That that was the side of the ball I was most interested in because when I go to this side of the ball, LSU's offense against Ole Miss's defense, I don't see a way in which Ole Miss doesn't score thirty plus he's like stepping off the bus 31 plus i just think that it's gonna be that type of 
game. Uh, I don't think Ole Miss has proven against any of the FBS teams they've played that they are a consistently good defense. With that being said, I wrote about this in my preview um, or my three three key story that I thought was interesting. They do have, um, and forgive me if I say I, when I say his name wrong. Uh, if you know how to say it, correct me. Uh, Sunterin Perkins. Yeah, Sunterin Perkins. He's going to be Perkins. out the gates, dude. He is, which we knew he was going to be right. This is a five star plus player, top fifteen player in the country, number one linebacker. Uh, that is their Harold Perkins, which is yes. funny because they have the same last name, but he is three sacks on the year. Absolute playmaker. They put him on the field and just let him go attack the ball. 18 tackles on the year. Him and senior linebacker, Kari Coleman, th- the way that they use them in pass rush and attacking situations, it's kind of like G- Pete Golding has been like, all right, we're not a good defense at this point personnel wise. But we're just going to let these two guys go attack and try to create some havoc. And so that is the interesting aspect of this defense that I'm looking for. I see no way LSU's offense doesn't just keep rolling. Even when they've had these small spurts of not playing well, second half of FSU, a quarter here and there, like at the start of the uh, Mississippi State game. But when I asked Brian Kelly that this week, he said that's one of the biggest things about Jaden Daniels' progression is he now knows how to shake off the rust of playing poorly. And Auburn, Arkansas, there were games last year where he went all four quarters and never played well. He can now not play well for a stretch. You've punted it a couple of times. He rarely turns it over. But he can then put together six straight scoring drives. And I think that's what really separates his game this year from a year ago is that, as you said, Ole Miss can put up points. LSU can walk off the bus and put up the points as well. So, that's one thing I think that stands out. Even if Ole Miss has some talent, even if Pete Golding has faced LSU plenty of times, LSU's offense is one of the best in the country. And that right now they have found a running back one. Their O-line solid. Their quarterback's playing great, one of the best in the country. And they have a one-two punch at receiver that statistically is one of the best in America. So they're rolling right now. It's almost like I'm not sitting here wondering a month in, how do they figure it out on offense? I'm just saying that on defense. Yeah, and so it's, that's why I just don't think we have to go too far in depth with this side of the ball. I've, I've written on my keys to the game and whatnot on that side. It, offensive line, I think they're fine. I think, though, honestly, I, I feel pretty good about the run game right now uh, with Jaden and with the running backs. Um, like you said, Malik, Brian Thomas, John, Brian Thomas Jr. Uh, are two is a great one-two punch. Aaron Anderson, I didn't mention him in the injury report, but he is, I guess, questionable at this point with the hamstring. So might not have him, but ultimately they only really use the, the two receivers anyway. So, uh, yeah, anything else on that before we uh, cut to a ad break? No, nope, I'm good. I'm Like I said, I think that this is high scoring, as you'll see by my prediction, maybe not as high scoring as you pick, but both offenses are going to to come up. It's I think it's just going to come down to who eventually makes some stops or, or makes some mistakes on offense, whichever one yeah. it is. Um, but as you know, every Friday, Game Time, official sponsor of the Preview and Prediction podcast. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create your account, and use the code TIGERS. That's T I G E R S for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account after you download the app, Game Time, one word. Redeem the code TIGERS, 20 bucks off. We've told you every week it's 
sports, music, comedy shows, theater, it doesn't matter. Anything that's out there that is selling tickets, Game Time has it. And it's super easy, Matty B. Um, you get on there, you pick your seats, you get the seat view. You can pay with Apple Pay. You can double click right there. Bang, you've got the tickets. They're in your email. They're on your Game Time app. Very, very seamless. Uh, my favorite ticketing app by far that I've used. And I'm not saying that just because they're a sponsor. It is just that easy. Uh, okay, the shady deal of the week. You can be in kind of corners of the end zone, but about midway up uh, for 89 bucks uh, in this one um, up in Oxford. So if you're going up there, uh, there are a number. I'm seeing them. Look, they pop up fresh. Boom, 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 moving yep. around. I'm looking at the, the screen of the map right now. Uh, a lot of tickets for still under a hundred bucks uh, to get into Vaught Hemingway this weekend, five o'clock. So if you're going up to Ole Miss, maybe you don't have tickets yet. Maybe you're trying to add a couple of more tickets. Um, maybe you're an Ole Miss fan listening to the pod, trying to get a little preview and don't have tickets yet. Uh, almost all of them are hundred under 125, but most a good bit under a hundred. Um, so a chance to see a really good SEC night game in which should be a pretty good environment. Uh, game time ticketing app. Get on there. Check it out. That is my uh, $89 in section 510 is my deal of the week. There we go. Create the graphic. Somebody get on it. So shout out game time. Um, all right. You want to do some MVPs? Yeah, let's do it. Let's pick. I am so mainstream in this one that it's not even funny. You want me to Daniel, go first? Daniels Perkins. He's spoiled it for all of the listeners who are <laughs> just trying to, and you just go ahead and say Ramos too while you're at it. Um, he's ruined everything that I was going to do. So I'll just briefly say it. Last year in this game, remember Matty B, they were losing at halftime. Yep. Then they blew them out. Yep. Look back at what Jaden Daniels did 21 for 28 for 250 and two, did not turn the ball over through the air, but he rushed the ball 23 times for 121 yards and three touchdowns. That was a game where Josh Williams got 76 rushing yards on 17 carries and a touchdown. So Jaden took over this game in a huge way. I expect him to do that again this weekend. He is my pick for offense. I thought you were going to, I thought you were just going to knock them both I'll out. Just, I'll just roll right through. Uh, <laughs> do you remember Harold Perkins standing over Jackson Darkney? We do. Year ago? We do. Very famous photo. Uh, no flag. He'll probably catch a flag this time around if he does it. But Harold Perkins is my pick on D. Here's why. In that game a year ago, yes, Jackson Dart threw for 280, but no touchdowns. He threw a pick in that game. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins uh, was the guy who went off 25 for 111 and two, but they kept Dart in check running the ball. 10 carries, seven yards. I think that's Perkins's role this weekend. If he can get his hands on Judkins, great, but don't let Dart beat you with his legs. Don't give him tons of time to sit back there and throw. For those reasons, I will roll. Um, I will roll with Harold Perkins as my pick. I, I don't remember his exact final stat line. I know he had that uh, that sack. He had a few tackles. Yeah. He had some pressures. Yeah. Um, it was Joe Fusha that had the pick in that game a year ago. But exactly. we're a year later. I want that production to increase. So I'll go Harold Perkins coming off the edge. And then Damian Ramos. If this game is a three-point spread, two-and-a-half-point spread, we saw it a week ago. They needed him at the very last second to kick a field goal. I think he is called on for a field goal or two in this one that obviously will be meaningful. I'll go Ramos. All right. Offense. I'm going to go Logan Diggs. I think, I think Ole Miss is going to try its hardest to uh, 
stop Malik and Brian Thomas. I I I debated doing Mason Taylor here. I think he has a few like a pretty good game just because I think they're going to give up the underneath stuff here. I think Ole Miss is going to try not to give up the explosive play, which hey, you know LSU fans. I think teams are are game planning for explosive plays now, so that's good. But um, I think ultimately running the ball is is key. Logan Diggs is going to be able to get 12, 13, 14 carries if he can maintain the you know whatever five yards per carry that he's been doing. He's I think he's in good spot to have a pretty good game here. I don't know if he gets to 100 yards, but he has a, a good enough game uh, to really put it on Ole Miss here and to maintain balance, which is key defensively. I've been going through this a few times here. I don't I don't trust anybody in the secondary to pick here, even though you know they could have an interception. I'm just gonna make stay with the defensive line. I'm going Makai Wingo. I think he's the best defensive lineman. I'm not gonna predict anybody to have a real breakout here, even though I love Braden Swinson and Savion Jones. Makai Wingo blows up the running game, blows up the passing game, takes Lane Kiffin out of what he wants to do on offense. And yeah, I think those are going to be my uh, my two picks. So not quite chalk, as Shea, but still pretty chalk, I guess. Logan Diggs and uh, Makai Wingo not going out on too far of a, a limb there. You can pick Ramos if you want to. Oh, special teams. No, I'm not picking Ramos because in my prediction, I have LSU scoring 42 points, so I don't have a field goal in that. So I will go. Okay, so there's no field goal. Um, You also don't have him punting much with 42 points. So let's see where you go here. Well, okay, against against Arkansas, Jay Bramblett had the one bad punt, right? Yeah, I think the, he punted twice, one bad one. One bad one. I I think he bounces back here and like with two or three punt game, he's gonna he's gonna nail all three of them. Two punts inside the twenty. There's my prediction. How about that? All right. Shout out special teams. We've not um kudos to special teams this year. I know people are beefing over the decision to just fair catch it, and not really do much with it, but give it back to the offense. But hey. They're making field goals. They're making extra points beyond one bad shank. Bramplett's been fine. He hasn't been called on a ton. The snaps have all been good um, from the long snapper, Slade Roy. So uh, well done, special teams, so far this year. Yeah, and more than anything, it looks like they know the rules, or they at least haven't been presented with a situation where the rules have come into question, like against Georgia. Um, so hopefully that stays that way. All right, predictions. Let's wrap this up here. Uh, yeah. We will have our predictions up on the site probably by the time you're listening to this, so this isn't breaking news. But, Shay, you can go first. You know what I do? I'm sitting on spreads and uh, over-unders, so I'm 34-31. I did go back and forth here. I really think Ole Miss could win this game. I do. I, mm-hmm. I believe that this is a game that is a tough out for LSU. It's one of the toughest games they'll play this year. It's on the road. Okay. It's at night, 5 o'clock. It will turn night in Oxford. Uh, but I'm picking LSU. I think that LSU – Gets it done. I don't know if it becomes the Arkansas back and forth affair. I don't know if it's, you know, LSU pulls ahead and Ole Miss starts to chip back into that lead. Um, But I do think ultimately it's close. I think both teams get into the 30s and I think it will come down to about a field goal. So 34-31 for me. Yeah, I've I've had a good read on the four games this year. This one is definitely the toughest to get a read on because I think on paper, a lot of this game points to LSU winning um, in in a, in somewhat of a you know a touchdown, maybe ten point fashion. Um, but then there's the Lane Kiffin factor. There's the fact it's at home for Ole Miss. There's a lot going in Ole Miss's favor that's maybe not in stats or you know, on paper and whatnot. So 
I had to kind of debate that. I know, you know, you have this three-point game. I think the spread's three. I, I would put it at three. But then I thought about how this game could play out, and I really think LSU is going to be able to score the ball early and often. If LSU can get a stop, force a turnover, do something, you know, make Dart uncomfortable, which it should be able to do at least a couple times, then it might put LSU ahead of schedule, might put Ole Miss off script, and I think LSU could maybe pull away with this thing. And I will go LSU 42, Ole Miss 27. Ooh. That feels like a big win. Um, I think that those two – I have Ole Miss kicking two field goals here. Obviously, I think those are the two possessions that probably decide the game if you can keep them out of the end zone, which they haven't been a great red zone offense either, Ole Miss. So if you can get ahead early, potentially get them off schedule, get a few red zone stops, I trust LSU to get in the 40s here. I don't. I think Ole Miss has a couple mistakes that just costed the, the game, which it's not as – much of a blowout as 15 as the score indicates, but I still think LSU you wins this one. So, all right. Anything else? That's it for me. Looking forward all to another right. fun weekend of football. Yep. Another fun weekend of football. Uh, we'll be back after the game to recap it. And um, either everything will be great or everything will be on fire. Either way, Shay, we'll be here reacting. We'll be here for it. All right. Uh, leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, thank you all for listening. And we will talk to y'all later. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.